Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now, here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hello, and welcome to Conscious Business. I don't know if you've noticed this lately or not, but we all seem to be completely obsessed with being busy. When someone asks us how we're doing, we automatically respond with, oh, I'm just so busy, so, so busy. What about you? Oh, yeah, I'm so busy. I even catch myself doing this sometimes, and then I just kind of roll my eyes at myself. We wear busyness like a badge of honor or some sort of status symbol. It's something that we get to brag about, right? It's as though being busy means I'm really important. I'm so busy means I'm such a successful entrepreneur, everyone wants to work with me. I'm so busy means, oh, my social calendar is full because everyone wants to hang out with me. I'm so busy means I can't see you for three months because my schedule is just jam-packed. I get it. And I'm also equally guilty of it. And I've been noticing this behavior a lot lately in myself. And I gotta be honest, I am not totally in love with it. I have literally found myself on occasion talking with a friend on a street corner, going back and forth with dates and options, and neither of us having availability for like the next three months. You know, it's ridiculous. And don't get me wrong, I don't think it's bad necessarily to be busy, but I found myself questioning this a lot lately. Is all this busyness really necessary? And is it what we really want? And as I've heard many times recently, busy is a choice, which is a great saying, but what is it really saying? And, you know, they say that if you really truly want to understand something, the best thing that you can do is to try to teach it to others. So welcome to this three-part series on how to unbusy yourself. Because you know what? I got to figure this out for myself. So together, you and I are going to explore the biggest reasons why we are so freaking busy all the time. And then in part two and three, I'm going to introduce you to some other big topics related to how to unbusy yourself. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First, I'm going to share five signs that you need to unbusy yourself. In the second segment, I'm going to share the root causes of your busyness and also give you antidotes for each one of them. And then in the last segment, I'm going to share five brilliant tips to help you unbusy yourself and also two bonus tips. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? So let's start with that saying, busy is a choice. Now, when you hear me say that, you likely had a visceral reaction. It was either, yeah, 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 right, it it really is. Or you might have had a a reaction that was kind of like defensive, right? Like, what is she talking about? She doesn't understand how crazy my life is, and I don't have a choice about being so busy all the time. So let's go back to the beginning. And step one of this episode is to determine Are you excessively busy? And since I'm a realist and I recognize the odds are pretty high that you might be even too busy to stop and figure this out for yourself. 
So we're going to do it together right now. We're going to go through and figure out if you're too busy and you need to unbusy yourself. So I'm going to give you five signs. Follow along with me and see if you relate to any of these signs. Sign number one of being too busy. You finish each day feeling completely defeated, overwhelmed by all of the things that you weren't able to get done. Sign number two, that you're too busy. You just feel like life isn't even fun anymore. You just feel like you're on this hamster wheel, just like going over and over. It's like Groundhog Day, right? And if you actually stop and reflect about the last time you actually had fun, you can't even remember when that was. It was so long ago. Sign number three, that you're too busy. You regularly forget things or misplace things and feel frantic or anxious about it. Sign number four, that you're too busy. You feel like you're just, in general, failing at everything. Like you're throwing a little bit of effort at one thing and maybe a little bit at another thing and your pie is just sliced into so many different pieces that the pieces are so small and probably not even satisfying to anyone, aka you feel like you're failing at everything, basically. And sign number five, that you're too busy, you actually find yourself regularly using the statement, oh, I'm just so busy. So if you answer yes to one or more of those signs, chances are you're too busy. And the next question to ask yourself is, is that how you really want your life to be? And the reason I bring this up is some people really love, love, love being busy. And downtime for them is like nails on a chalkboard. And I do have to say, I want to use a personal example here because I have a really good friend who just popped into my head. And as I was going through this episode, um, I couldn't help but think of her because she's a polar opposite to me. She is a maximizer. You know in Strengths Finder how it helps you pick out what your top five strengths are. Well, she is a maximizer and she does a fabulous job of fitting everything in and everyone in to her life. And I feel actually really grateful because she always makes me a priority when she's in town. But I secretly laugh because every time that she makes a comment to me about how busy her life is and I think, oh my gosh, that's exhausting. She comes back with a statement of, well, Julie, you know that I'm a maximizer. I love fitting it all in. And I always smile in my head and I think to myself, I love that and I am a minimizer. I truly, truly am. Like I want things to be so simple in my life. I want my home to be minimal. I want my work to be as simple and focused and clear. I don't like chaos. So I think back to a few years ago when I was the kind of person who would have a very hectic schedule and attend three networking events in one night. And actually I did this for years, but I think that it was more of self-satisfaction knowing that I was actually fitting it all in rather than getting satisfaction from the quality of the visiting or the people that I was meeting, right? It was about proving to myself that, yeah, I can operate at this breakneck speed of 120% capacity all the time and I can pull it all off. But was it really quality networking? So I read this article a while ago that uh, taught me about key strategies 
for networking for an introvert. And one of the truths that really punched me in the gut was that we should never ever go to events for the sake of going to events. If we're not really showing up with a lot of energy and enthusiasm, if we're not being our best selves, then we're really wasting our time. But I digress. My point is simple. You may be a maximizer and love fitting it all in, and that is awesome. There's no right or wrong. But this three-part series is specifically designed for anybody who feels like I do, who feels like their life is a little bit chaotic and they just want to shift gears to simplify things and make themselves a little less busy. So bottom line, busy is a choice. And if you choose yes, that is awesome. If you are a maximizer like my friend, then that's great. Just make sure that the yes that you are putting out there is really a choice, that it's from your heart. It's not from your ego. It's not trying to prove something to someone or to yourself, that you are truly doing something that really fulfills you. All right, the next really important step before we spray into action to make changes in your life is to look at why. Because we can't ever dive into changing behaviors without understanding what the root cause of the behavior is. Because that would be a band-aid solution and it would never get to the root cause of your busyness. Think of the iceberg analogy, right? You only ever see 10% of the iceberg above the waterline. That represents your actions. But below the waterline is the 90% of the iceberg, and that is the root cause of your action. Here we find such exciting and stimulating things as your beliefs, your stories, your assumptions. Basically, all the things that cause your behavior, that cause the things above the waterline. And if you want to make permanent change in your life, you have to look at these core beliefs, these root causes. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read out a list of potential causes of your busyness, and I want you to pay attention to which ones trigger you or maybe feel like, as I always say, a punch in the gut, because when we're a little bit defensive like that, we know that the truth is near, right? I always say defensiveness is a close neighbor to the truth, because these ones are the ones that are really, really true that you need to start working on. And if you'd like, you can rank these things on a scale of 1 to 10 to see which ones are really impacting you the most. They will likely be the ones that you want to work on first. Okay, so let's dive into these root causes of your busyness. I have six potential causes. Here we go. Number one, are you busy because you believe that being busy means that you are important? Again, are you busy because you believe that being busy means that you are important? Yes or no? One to ten. Number two, are you busy because you want to make other people happy? Are their opinions of you really, really important? Again, are you busy because you want to make other people happy and their opinion of you is really, really important? Yes or no? Scale of one to ten. Number three. Are you busy because you just can't say no to other people? Again, you're busy because you can't say no to other people. Number four, are you busy because of FOMO, the fear of missing out, and you're actually worried that fun will be had without you there and you don't want to miss out on all that fun? 
So again, are you busy because of FOMO? You're worried that people are going to have fun and you won't be there to have some of that fun. Number five, are you busy because you literally don't know any other way to be? You've always been busy. Your parents were busy. Everybody else you know was busy. You wonder what other option is there? Are you busy because you literally don't know any other way to be? And number six, are you busy because you love being busy and it makes you happy and fulfilled and you can't imagine any other way to be? Okay, if you ranked high on this last one, number six, you're busy because it makes you feel happy, fulfilled, and you can't imagine any other way to be, and you ranked zero on number one to five, then you probably don't have any work to do. You're exactly where you meant to be. You are the kind of person who likes to be busy, and you are busy. Okay, good. But there might be a little bit of fine-tuning for you to do because you may be busy doing the wrong things. You could swap out some things that maybe aren't high impact for you and maybe find other things that are more fulfilling. So that's the work that you need to focus on. But for the rest of us, (laughs) the rest of us who ranked high in numbers one to five, If you ranked high in number one, this was if you're busy because you believe that being busy makes you important, well, welcome to the human condition. We're all socialized that being busy or doing is better than being. Because often when you do, there's a physical output attached to it and you can see the fruits of your labor. You do not have to hustle 24-7. Look towards positive role models who have long track records behind their success, right? People like Ariana Huffington, like Richard Branson, Bill Gates, and Oprah. They've all done pretty okay for themselves, and they all emphasize the importance of unplugging and feeling balanced. Let's look at number two. This was you're busy because you want to make other people happy. And their opinion of you is really important. Well, well, I have a corporate yogiism for you. What other people think of you is none of your business. Zero. Zilch. Doesn't matter what other people think of you. But for the record, if you do start standing up for yourself and your boundaries, chances are that people actually will start to respect you, if not actually be inspired by you and your actions and maybe start to make tweaks in themselves. Number three, this was you're busy because you just can't say no to other people. Well, here's the deal. I used to have problems saying no. I was a no virgin up until about five years ago when I mastered this skill. And guess what? You want to know how long it took me to master the art of no? Uh, once I said no, I declined an invitation to something that was really important. And guess what everybody did? They went ahead and they understood and they said, yeah, you have a lot going on right now. I totally get it. You should take care of yourself. The world didn't end. They understood. They realized that no was an option. And so now, whenever I say yes, it makes me that much more excited because I know that I'm saying yes because I actually really want to be there because now I have the option to say no. It was not the end of the world as I previously thought. So I strongly suggest you start building your no muscle. You don't have to use it all the time, but it's nice to have it in your back pocket for when you do need it. Number four, if you ranked high in number four, which was FOMO, the fear of missing out, I want you to remember that saying yes is awesome and being part of whatever's going on is awesome. 
But there's also an opportunity cost to being present. Being there means that you have to give up doing something else. And that might be hard. So check in with yourself and be really honest. Try to differentiate the between the actual wanting to do something, to have the experience, and the fear of potentially missing out. And number five, if you ranked high in this one, it was you're busy because you literally don't know any other way to be. So welcome to normal. Welcome to life. I think this impacts a lot of us. We don't even know we have a choice to not be busy all the time. It's like DNA in our lives, right? It's just set to crazy busy. But I'm here to tell you that you do have a choice. You don't have to be crazy busy all the time. You can take back your life and keep listening because I have a few tips for you in the next segment that you're going to love. And the next two episodes are also designed specifically for you. And this will challenge your brain to think in a completely new way. You are always at choice to design your life and your schedule. All right, now I want to give you some great tips to unbusy yourself. I have five of them. Here we go. Number one, the first tip to unbusy yourself is to blueprint how you want to feel. Is it a feeling that you are working towards? Maybe a physical space? How is it and where do you want to go? Maybe you recall a way that you felt when you were on vacation or at a certain point in your life. Find a way to have this place or this destination or this time period in your life so that you can recall what it's like. Maybe it's a vision board to represent this place. Maybe it's a nickname that you tell a friend or a loved one. The important thing is knowing what it is that you are working towards. This unbusying yourself, this is a goal. And so we need to have a destination of what it's going to be like to get there. What's going to be possible there? Get yourself resonant. Because if you don't have a destination, how will you ever know if you get there? Number two, remember that no is a complete sentence. Now, I've talked about no in the last segment. This is a really big deal. Everyone that I have ever worked with suffers from their own flavor of obligation. Get conscious about what it is and what you don't need to do. Try to build the no muscle. Hand on my heart right now. I promise that it will be easier than you think it will. Tip number three, zoom out and look at the big picture. And this might mean the full day, the full week, the full month, the full year. So often, if someone asks me if a slot is free in my calendar, I look at that time slot, that hour or half hour, to see if it's free. And if it is, I say yes, which seems pretty logical, right? That's probably how most of you would handle it. Yet, the smarter thing to do is to look at that slot, see if you're free, and then look at that relative to the whole day or the whole week and see if it actually makes sense in the grand scheme of things to book that meeting, that appointment, that opportunity, whatever that happens to be. And look at it relative to your energy levels and what else is going on within that bigger picture. Tip number four, consider the opportunity cost of saying yes. Before you actually say yes to something, consider the cost and ask yourself, if I say yes to this, what does that mean that I'm going to have to give up? 
because we have a finite amount of time in our day. I don't know if you noticed, but they are not putting more hours into the day anytime soon. So if you really think about something and the cost of saying yes, it will help you to make a better, more informed decision. And tip number five is to meditate. And no, don't you go and roll your eyes at me. Here's why. When you meditate, it helps you to get out of your head and into your heart, which means that you make better and more connected decisions about what you truly want. And it helps you to have perspective when making decisions specifically about how you want to spend your time. Okay, so let's recap those five tips. Blueprint how you want to feel. Two, remember that no is a complete sentence. Three, zoom out and look at the big picture. Four, consider the opportunity cost of saying yes. And five, meditate. All right, like I said, two bonus tips for you. Here they are. Declutter your life. And two, create white space. And those are both really, really important concepts. So I'm going to talk about those more in the next two episodes, part two and part three of this series. Okay, it's time to start wrapping up this episode, the first of three parts on busyness. Remember that busy is a choice and it might be the right choice for you and it might not be the right choice for you. Remember that you have a finite amount of time in your life, so spend your time wisely. And if you're going to do something, make sure it's a hell yeah, not an obligatory yes, because you don't feel like you have the backbone to say no, and you're too scared to hurt someone's feelings. If you take one thing away from this podcast, I want you to remember that no is a complete sentence. Well, you might want to be a little more polite and say, thank you for offering, but I'm going to have to pass, going to have to decline. Whatever it is, tell them what your motives are, or better yet, relate it back to your core values and tell them how your values come into play. But either way, be honest and remember, whenever you're in doubt, tell the truth. Trust me, people will be inspired by you standing up for yourself. Take the time to really get clear about what your optimal schedule is and what the best use of your time is. Try to remove yes as the default answer to everything. Because if we say yes to everything, then nothing's really special anymore, is it? Remember, busy is not our default setting. Neither is super busy. It's a choice. Busy is a choice. So get clear on what you really want your life to be. And remember that what other people think of you is none of your business. Thanks for hanging out with The Corporate Yogi. Remember, being an entrepreneur can be intense and isolating at times. Don't do it alone. Become part of Julie's Facebook group called Conscious Business. And if you're really serious about growing your biz, visit thecorporateyogi.com and book a free strategy session with Julie today.